Valuetown is a production of Hearthsome. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. This is our town. Well. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 174 of Valley Town. I'm Chan Man V, and today we've got a special guest here, fresh off a summer championship victory, Bunny Hopper. What's up again? What's up, Bunny? It's the first time on the show. Doing, doing well. Just got home yesterday because it's been like one whole day at home now. And, uh, <laughs> and it's off, to off again soon. Right. Yeah. The life of. Life of a pro player on the tour, man. It's like amazing. Uh, Gara's back this week. So he's been gone for a couple of weeks. People are like, where's Gara? Are we switching hosts again? <laughs> and that sort of thing. No, we're not switching hosts. We just, uh, uh, last week was just a, a miscommunication. That was mostly my bad. But uh, welcome back, dude. Thanks. I thought you were introducing me as the special guest. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was kind of switching up the order this week. I felt like, you know, doing something a little different. <laughs> How you been, yeah, man? I'm doing great. I wasn't too sad about the the week that I missed. I was watching like Serbia lose in in football, and then yeah, I was also watching Germany lose. So all worth it. All worth it. All worth it. Wasn't, it wasn't seriously. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a joke. Of course not. <laughs> they both dropped out on the same day. Yeah, bad. that was a that was a pretty unexpected day that's for sure um but today guys we've got uh not too many topics today but you know we'll definitely be talking a lot about obviously the um summer championships but um the ladder started well actually the ladder ended and started since the last episode and then uh, i've got a little bit of news from blizzard about just some changes to the cards or at least upcoming changes and then uh we'll do some q a at the very end as always so uh be ready i guess in twitch chat today to um tweet some things we we only got like one email uh a question this week so we'll be taking whatever we see in the chat uh but why don't we start like we always do just our week in hearthstone um you know, but I think Bunny has just basically been flying back from uh, the championships, competing in the championships. So I'm sure we'll we'll be getting to that. But um, uh, Gar, what you been doing this this week? Uh, I was thinking about like his week in Hearthstone. He qualified for Worlds. <laughs> yeah, pretty exactly. Cool. Pretty good week in Hearthstone. Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I climbed like almost two servers to Legend. I don't know. It's pretty good. Usually it takes longer in than four days. Oh my god, that's or three days. Three days. That's crazy. And I didn't play two days. Like the first day after, the first day you don't play because of I was awake, you know, always 30 hours or how long. Yeah. Um, and then you basically crash the next day. And then you, you almost nobody plays Hearthstone in the first day of the new season. Like you're just not awake. And then you wanna don't want to see Hearthstone at least for two days. And then, yeah, I started playing on the, on the second. And yeah, we had to submit decks for Italy two days before... Uh, the season reset mm -hmm. and then i just yeah i had like two hours or so to submit decks and then i'm only playing the decks on ladder that i submitted just you know i know there's these are not optimal ladder decks but i play them anyways just to get used to it to get sample size in and then i climbed with just even lock to legend and then i climbed with almost only back warrior to legend i'm um, like rank one five stars and 
Nice. I don't know. It's it's going good at least. Another time tomorrow, Italy, HCT Italy depart. Yeah, oh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, so, Bunny, for you, you know, now that you're just traveling everywhere, what what's your ladder schedule look like these days? I don't ladder at this all. month. Not this no. month. Okay. I haven't played a game of Hearthstone since. Uh, now you don't have to do anything. <laughs> like it must be nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got other stuff in my hand. Firstly, yeah. traveling, and secondly, writing a PhD thesis. Yeah, no. yeah. You're splitting time, which is definitely amazing. And we were going to talk a little bit about it again. Um, yeah, so for me, I've just been messing around with all kinds of different decks in the beginning. Just playing against... I, I feel like I play against Even Warlock. Actually, the first day of the season, I literally played against Even Warlock 70% of my games. It was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> but um, maybe it, was, it had something to do with watching the tournament, too. But, um, it was, like, the worst deck in the tournament, though. Yeah, it, it was, but it was the, one of the most popular decks, I think, right? Uh, actually, it was the most popular, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw a bunch of it, that's for sure. Actually, yeah. like, I in the last three days, I only faced Zoo. I haven't mm -hmm. faced another yeah, wall. It's of totally switched over to Zoo, yeah, for me in the last couple of days. It's been weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one guy reads Strength One Legend, and then everyone plays Zoo now. Yeah, people are like, Zoo is great again. And you're like, it's the start of the season. Come I haven't on. lost the game to it. <laughs> it's like net decking, first... <laughs> man. It's the, the world of net decking. Just... It's such a yeah, unique deck, though. We will probably talk about it later, right? Uh, because it we plays... can bring it up, sure. Yeah. Definitely it it plays heal, the heal cards. Yeah. It's, it's actually Glinda, not bad. The Glinda thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it works. Does yeah, it all really the heals work? Like, I have, I've never lost to it. I, Dude, like, I crush it every time. Everyone, yeah, everyone I face is like rank one or legend. or A lot of people play it. Yeah, for, I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel it. weak. It doesn't feel weak. Super okay. weak. Right? All right, pretty interesting. Um, okay, in terms of news, you know, I, I think one of the things is that the Tavern of Time event is officially ended. So I don't know if you guys got a chance to experience the arena, or you know, we de we definitely done an arena episode between um, I think the last time you were even on Gara. But um, <laughs> do you guys? Anything from the event? The, the quest. You guys like the quest? The whole gold and dust kind of quests and yeah, more gold, more dust was awesome. Yeah, Dude, but... more it's like free dust basically, free yeah. gold. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think two of the first quests I just did in one day in like a tavern bro. Yeah, with the shadow reflections, you just play like I think it was like draw twenty five cards. You just play mm -hmm. radiant elemental and then twenty five powered shield, and you get your quest done. Yeah, and like. Two minutes. Perfect. <laughs> the the quests are easier now. That's for for sure. And I think a lot of people have been asking for it. So they're they're basically just giving us more stuff now. And I think throwing dust in there too. That's good, right? Because dust is the most flexible thing we can use. So um, I hope they continue it. I hope it's not just an event type of thing. They just you know moving forward. They start to use dust more, uh, at least in tandem with the gold. That'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, other than that, uh, I did the arena. I got like, twelve wins once, and I was pretty much good. <laughs> like I was, you know, like we had all the the, uh, you know, we had dreads and and uh, uh, who else did we have? We had who else did we had that episode? Oh, we had dreads and had walked on, and so we talked to all, you know, all about the new cards and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I pretty much just played a week of it and <laughs> was was done with it. Overall, I think it was a success though. A lot of people were happy about it. Like I was, on Reddit, it a lot of people were saying best event of all time. I'm trying to think of any other events were were better. Do you guys remember the other event, the old events? Uh, I think we've only had like a few, right? We've only had three events, maybe. Wasn't it like an event where we go to pack every day? Oh yeah, I mean there was one. That was a good one. Tony's lantern, something. 
don't even know. Yeah. The f something festival. Yep. With this, it got like at least a pack a day, right? Mm -hmm. Because like every quest was what? At least 60 dust, and that's like yeah your average pack or something it was done in a different way yeah but in the end it, you, you're, you're right actually i didn't even think about that yeah each of those quests were were equivalent to a pack and we were so we were getting at least one of those a day and, and it was more flexible than a pack right with the dust mm -hmm. so um yeah this was a little bit better than that um well i hope they continue it you know i think it's generally a good idea just throw those in in between expansions and um you know we can experience something different the other thing that they announced was that um, there's going to be some upcoming adjustments to some of the minions. And I was really curious to see what you guys thought of uh, some of these adjustments. If there's anything you guys can just think off, like right, th right off the top of your head, that this would impact. Uh, but most of so we got a couple giants. They basically changed the elementals. Totally makes sense. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I want to like, yeah. interrupt immediately. I was talking yeah. about this with my stream today. Like, Molten Giant. I can somehow see it, you know, because there's like molten core. We have already fire elementals, clearly, right? Yeah, and, sure. And molten elemental. I mean, it's super sketchy, but I can see it. But mountain giant being an elemental, I mean, come on, bro. It has why, little... why not? It's an earth elemental. Yeah, like I... no, we have an earth elemental. <laughs> there can't be two earth elementals. <laughs> Actually, that's true. We do have earth. We have an actual earth elemental. And okay, yeah, yeah. if the people know something about work of law, it is part of the night elf race, and the night elves have absolutely nothing to do with elementals. They're like the furthest you can imagine from elementals. Oh, okay. I don't really think about it like that. And shamans—they don't even have the shaman class or anything like that. And shamans summon earth elementals, right? That's—it's super sketchy. It's just a giant. It is a giant. A giant. It's not an elemental. Like, come on. Bro. So you're saying mountain giants usually belong to to the other giant race. race. It should the be giant. a giant race, basically. I think, what he's I think they're created by titans, but yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's I, definitely I mean, not an elemental. I, I mean, come on. I know where you're coming from. But like, my first but, instinct was this is like, makes sense. But the mountain one, uh, I mean, I, I can I can understand that. Mountain one's the okay, mountain I element. I mean, we have walk vex elemental, so I, guess. I have no idea what kind of synergy they would have. Like right now, maybe it's for like upcoming. No, it's it's mainly uh, what comes for me to my mind is big spell mage because I've seen already like one or two big spell mage playing mountain giant in a like a greedier version where where you play the four mana cards that draws you cards. You play a lot of late game. The the four mana that draws your cards it costs five. Then the uh, mountain giant costs zero right and so it has elemental one? synergy really okay no 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 the the, the free four that draws your card and it costs five mana um bright eyed scout oh bright yeah. scout right you play like a lot of late game and you play that as your card draw because every card draw sucks in big spam mage then you play that and then you play uh i've seen this with mountain giants what and then if that is an elemental that's insane for for the synergy like what's the percentage uh, of miss though by by bright eyed scout like what's how many cards are under four? It doesn't really matter. Most of the time, it doesn't matter. That's the point. But you, you play like a lot of bombs. Okay. You play Alana. Uh, if you high roll, it's like game winning. If you hit Jaina, Alana, Lich King, Mountain Giant, you play literally a zero mana Mountain Giant if you hit that. Yeah, Vara. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Wait, Bunny? Vara used to uh, uh, used to play that in his. Uh, Big Spell made just like a while ago when there was still like mid teeth and you wanted to just be more proactive with the deck and just drop some bombs and just run people over rather than fatigue them and just 
play that and then if you if you hit like midi for j9 5 you just basically win because you value yeah get too much value i mean like alana you probably don't care too much other than that you can like dragon's fury the board away and then play an alana on empty board and you win but that's like super late game right yeah I am curious as to, I'd have to see the bring bring up the deck because I've been playing big druid some, dude. I keep missing scout. It's like so bad how many times I get like naturalized, five mana naturalizes all the time, which really really sucks. But I, I but I could see it. Yeah, definitely high rolling. I mean, if you you high roll, it's like an auto auto win. You know, in terms of the big spell mage that that makes. Yeah, sense. but now that it's an elemental, you have way more incentive to yeah, try it. Yeah, yeah, that's. True. But they didn't do it with the sea giant, no, did they? Because that would actually no. change things. That's true. Oh my god, Sea Giant would be like. I mean, Sea Giant is obviously not broken. Elemental. That'd be Naga broken, yeah. like Naga Sea Witch broken type of stuff. Uh, no, just because like you play, I don't know why it would be Naga Sea Witch broken. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about with Bright Eyed Scout, I guess. If there's just like more, even more hits that you can, you can. Uh, oh, okay. With it. Yeah. No, I mean because like if they would make Sea Giant an elemental, it would even change current meta. Because you play Sea Giants in Even Shaman, and Even Shaman has elemental synergy cards, right? Ooh, that's true. Like, yeah. So, I guess, like, as of right now, they don't want to change anything in the meta. Wait, then which people your, which would elemental be like, card would why? you add? Wait, like, which, which element, additional elemental card would you add in Shaman? I mean, they've got all the big ones in there right now, I feel like. Um, I mean, you just put the two mana bus mill on it. That's good enough. Oh, oh, oh! You just play a two mana eight eight and buff yeah. it to a ten ten to get the next elemental. But... Yeah, true. Okay. Another interesting thing is that you can discover him now from Servant of Kalimos, uh, the Mountain Giant. I mean, That's I a... guess this is actually like a nerf to what is it? What is that two mana card called? Earthenmite. Called Earthenmite, right? Earthen Which gives you a random elemental. Because right. if you don't, you don't want the Mountain Giant or or Mountain Giant in your even shaman. Yeah, like you get those off Earthenmite and you're like, come on, bro. <laughs> you can't you can't get molten, it's a Hall of Fame. But you can get molten. I guess, yeah. yeah. Wait, didn't they I thought they took it they reverted the change and put it it's, back into stand? It's still in wild. Oh they put it back it's in, in wild. Yeah, wild. It's in wild. Mm -hmm. Ah never mind. Yeah, yeah, okay. Still, <laughs> still it doesn't have any impact in uh, any impact. Yeah, so it's yeah. only mountain giant then, I guess. Okay, well, also Witchwood Piper ends up being a demon now. This one, I mean, you know, this one might. Can you see this in any kind of like Warlock deck here? The interesting thing is, there's very few neutral demons ever printed. I think it was three uh, in total. There was like this quiz in Hamburg when we when we had like this Blizzard meetup. It was one of the questions: how many neutral demons are there? Yeah, and it was only like three or so. And they are like bad besides Illidan, all the neutral demons. It's like the yeah. zero, zero free spell power, imp, or whatever it is. There's also uh, a new one in this expression. Right? Yeah. And this is like a good demon, right? I don't know where it matters, though. Yeah, the, let's see, our sound levels are kind of changing a little bit. Okay, I'm going to, I'm sorry about that, guys. We, we've been having a little bit of audio issues today. So I'll try to turn myself up too. Yeah, the, the deem, yeah, the neutral demons. I mean, it's always been something. I don't know if, why they have to be so careful about demons. I mean, like, what other class runs demons except for, for warlocks? So I don't think that's ever been an, an issue, whether it's neutral or not. Um, it could have been just a warlock card. Now, you know, 
that that would have been fine too, right? So um, maybe if uh, sacrificial packed. Act? You think so? Like, yeah, I think you don't want to have too many irrelevant demons generally in the game because Sacrificial Pact is a card that is supposed to be used on your own minions, right? That's the whole point. Right. That's how they planned the card. Like, if it becomes a card that you just put in your deck and you put it on opponent's minions, it's obviously super broken. Like, that's just silly. That's why they don't want to print neutral demons. Like you never want sacrificial pack to be ever a staple in the wall. Okay, deck. that's good. When it comes to the point where that's a staple, you know you did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, so this one might you know I, I think is going to be interesting. Uh, this one I, I think uh, we we might see right away in some kind of weird uh, or just we're like being so popular right now. I just feel like somebody's going to try something, and then we've got the good old North Sea Kraken. Uh, turns into a beast now. So, I don't know, we can take a... You know, there's definitely a lot of things going on in Hunter in terms of beasts, so we, we can actually get this now in Build-A-Beast, right? Which is not the greatest given that it's 9 mana, right? right? You only but, get up to 5 mana. Oh, you, oh, you only get... Oh, right, right, you only get up to 5 mana. That's true. So it's not a Build-A-Beast thing. It's a... Uh, you could add it and have Katrina, you know, be able to pull out or some, something like that. You see any potential here? Looks irrelevant to me. Yeah. Like completely. The the thing is, it was very good in arena. It was played, but now it's it's in wild, right? And in wild, the power level is just too too little, too small. So I don't think it affects any decks. Yeah, it, it would have affected something before, but not now. Yeah, it was it was good about a year or a year and a half ago. <laughs> in like it was really really good, right? In arena, but now yeah. I don't, I almost never hear about this card anymore. So, um, okay, so pretty irrelevant. Uh, Jungle Moonkin, uh, so, yeah, this That's one, weird. yeah, this one was just, I mean, it does affect Beast Druid, it's just Beast Druid's not really relevant at this point, right? Um, there was a time where Beast Druids would run this card, like, a long time ago. Even, I mean, Beast Druid wasn't great back then, but still, they would run this card. Now it's just kind of like, eh, all right. I really wonder, like, who on Reddit discussed the archetypes because making Mountain Giant an element and then taking away the beast tag from Moonkin, what? Yeah. I mean, I guess somebody actually noticed, like, what they've written below. Like, somebody actually PM'd them about it and was like, guys, you can't have one of them be a beast and the other moon cannot be a beast in the lore. They're actually humans. I don't even know. But they were like, well, I guess, and then just gave in to whoever said. Okay, okay, just to teach you, like, torrents, that's druids, right? Druids can transform themselves into beasts. They can transform themselves into druid of the claw, into jungle panther, and moonkins. So <laughs> if, if druid of the claw and jungle panther or whatever, these are oh, all beasts. Okay. Why is the moonkin not the beast? Like, it's the same thing, dude. You transform yourself into a freaking... It's an owl. It's a beast. It's okay. What's their What's their uh, reasoning here? Let's see. I don't understand. They said the overall community was saying that Moonkin should not be a beast. Hmm. Then, Maybe they should but Mountain Giant is an element. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Well, I, I think it was more. It was more about the fact that one, you know, like Dark Mire Moonkin, wasn't a beast. 
yet Jungle Mooncan was a beast. So I think it was the inconsistency that the community was giving feedback on. But you're talking about the lore, right? If it's the lore, yeah, then it, it should uh, be a beast. I was, I was yeah. talking about Halazel before they changed it, that it's super weird that Halazel is no elemental and uh, Jade Spirit, because those are actually elementals, right? Yeah. But this is like, this is like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, <laughs> actually... Eh, okay, somebody in the chat saying Moonkins are in fact intelligent humanoids. Is <laughs> that that's not true? He's just like trolling us. He must be trolling me. He does not look like a humanoid at all. That guy. That is like a total intelligent owl humanoid. That is yeah, that's an owl beast. Yeah, man, did he use the copper face? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but he's been capping like all day here. Okay, right. and uh, the last thing is the um, I think they're speaking to the Witchwood Grizzly, which the Witchwood Grizzly is like a spectral card right like it's, it's it's more of like a it looks like a spectral beast so you know it being spectral that would mean it would be a ghost right it wouldn't officially be a beast but they're they said they're keeping it as a beast just because they how they Dude, like how it it plays it's a grizzly it's a grizzly <laughs> it's a freaking grizzly <laughs> i know it's true like i don't know why we're even talking who would argue this is not the beast <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's a okay. grizzly bear yeah yeah so Wait, overall the Wait, go ahead. Does it look like a bear on the like uh, actual like card that they had before? Uh, or does it look the previous one? Yeah, that's a good point. Let me let me. See it looks it. like a ghost on the previous yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's like all blue, right? It's all. It's a beast ghost. Never heard of beast ghost before. No, I don't know, gosh. Kevin. It's like a beast dies oh, and becomes a yeah. ghost beast. Anyways, it's <laughs> I guess people complain about it. I guess this is an intelligent humanoid. Probably. People. All right, here it is. Here it is. Okay, this is this is the this is what we currently right see. It's a blue. It looks you know it's a ghost looking thing, but the actual name of it is an actual grizzly. So it, it's it's a uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be undead. I think maybe officially, and that's that's why people are arguing. Whatever. They're not changing it. I'm glad they're not changing it too, because the uh, I think the it, the fact that it is a beast makes it interesting with like dire frenzy and yeah. Why would you change grizzly to? Uh, come on, dude. Uh, Arthas is really fun because it's discovered by Deathstalk Arexa. They use Deathstalk Arexa and really fun in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. Play against Taunturid. Can I discover death metal poisonous? Deal two damage to everything. <laughs> My opponent always thought that was a fun interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know. It doesn't sound like there's going to be much, or at least right off the bat, no, no very obvious ways to, you know, maybe abuse some of these changes. But, um, you know, good to see that they're at least uh, taking some feedback and willing to change some of these cards. <laughs> Listening uh, to Twitch chat to balance the game. <laughs> no, no, no. Change the card types, not the balance. Card, the game. Yeah, yeah. Card type. Well, card changing a card type can can affect balance. Just you wait. Right? Just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. What? We heard some oh, excellent man. feedback on a certain Oh card. my god! Whatever. <laughs> Isn't it? Did what did what did Twitch chat say during the playoffs? Did they have nerf nerf the Jabba Wookie? No, they said bring back Yoxaron and Tess. Nice. <laughs> Apparently, everyone was playing Tess in every single deck. All right, man. The uh, the sarcasm on this episode is like at its high. I don't think we've ever been at this level. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention that I uh, didn't mention right off the start that our uh, this episode is sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Uh, those of you not familiar with Dollar Shave Club, they're this awesome, you know, obviously this uh, service that um, you can purchase 
any types of toiletries that you might need. So if you're the type that doesn't want to go to the store, buy, you know, just whatever's razor or, or um, cleansers or toothpaste or any of that stuff. Dollar Shave Club's the, you know, perfect website for you. And a lot of people just kind of associate it with shaving, but they have all kinds of stuff now. So body cleanser, just anything you need in the bathroom, uh, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, any of that stuff, uh, even hair gel, actually. Go check out Dollar Shave Club. You can um, get the starter pack for just $5 now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash Valuetown. And that's actually in the title, too. So if you guys want to go there. Uh, and part of that starter set is you'll get a, a body cleanser. Um, you'll get, let's see, the, the razor, the, the best razor they have, which is executive with, with uh, six blades. And then um, you also get the famous shave butter, the one wipe Charlie's. Uh, so it's a pretty good pack. And then if you want to pay just like an extra couple bucks, you can get razors for like months and months also. So definitely go check that out. And, um, you're never, you know, you're definitely not going to be sorry. I definitely like the, uh, body. I've actually liked the body cleanser since the last time we talked, believe it or not, the, the lavender smell is, is, uh, definitely something I'm a sucker for. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. If you can and, you know, give them a shout out just for sponsoring the show too. All right. So let's, uh, move on to summer championships which is obviously the big topic this episode given we have bunny hopper on here first off man congratulations on the win that's uh i mean huge you've qualified for worlds nice little chunk of change too and um i mean it's just an achievement right for you so how, how do you feel like uh being how many days removed now like three days removed from from actually winning is yeah it sunk? wasn't the first of july yeah is the sun exactly. yet yeah does feel good yeah yeah, I don't know what else there is. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like obviously a nice looking back, and obviously, like, you don't really feel a difference. But mm -hmm. if you think about it, obviously, it's like, yeah, all right, already got basically, yeah, the year of Farson is already more than successful, so. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to take the rest of the year? I guess you know, we're going to get into the specifics of the tournament, but like your outlook for the rest of the year, are you the type that's just going to like, I'm set. I'm just not going to play for months, which we've seen, you know, other folks uh, do in the past. The, the standardized. Yeah, the stand. Put a, put a frozen, yeah, or yeah, stuff. Yeah, frozen, yeah, either one. Uh, are you just going to um, keep grinding it out? Like, I mean, you're going to Italy, clearly, right, this weekend, so. Um, well, yeah, Italy had booked beforehand, though, so. Okay. That's why I'm going to to Italy still, but um, yeah, uh, the next month I'm basically just not going to play Hearthstone because I've oh, basically until I hand in my thesis, the only thing I'm going to play is HG, mm -hmm. and there I'll try to just I'll like I like do it a little bit with my teammates, mm -hmm. but um, I'll try to basically keep Hearthstone to its minimum. I'm not going to grind for ladder at all. It's just not going to happen. That's Let's see what rank I finish up. Uh, I'll probably play a little bit because, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> playing Arsenal is also fun at sometimes. <laughs> it's fun, and, uh, really. <laughs> yeah, that's why most people play it hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll play a little bit, like in my free time, but there's mm. definitely I'm not gonna grind ladder at all, yeah. which is a good man. Yeah, that that seems like the biggest like no brainer is that like not having to, you know, like not having to do anything with the ladder that you don't want to do. I feel like that that part of it is like um, no question, <laughs> no stress from that, and really really nice. 
so the world, I mean, the world championship is going to be like in January again, probably. Right. So you've got a, you yeah. got a lot of time ahead of you, which is great because I think a lot of folks, if they weren't watching the broadcast or they don't know you very well, is that you split time, you know, like you, you work during the day too. And you, you know, you're, you're one of those players that, that isn't playing full time. So, um, that's gotta be nice, right? Like <laughs> not having to stress too much, um, you know, in, in terms of the HCT side of it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is like after I'm done handing in my thesis, I probably go back to grinding a ladder mm -hmm. for upcoming playoffs and tournaments. But since I not only take away prize money, but also 30 HCT points, I'm basically pretty well set for, for the next like playoffs. Like mm -hmm. I've finished twice top 50 and once top 200. So I'm at 60 points. Yeah. Right. So you always qualify with that at like a decent rank. And uh, also that's like as much as it's going to get for team standings. Since I already have my like two finishes from I was when I was trying and then the two, top 200, which I just took right. while I was in LA, uh, there's actually no point in grinding more anyways, right? Mm. Because you can only grind three out of four months. Yeah, and then when the next season starts, it's going to be four months again, and then basically the first months I'm definitely taking off because I need to finish writing up in that month, so I don't have time for that either. Okay. And then I can in the later months of the next season I can go start grinding for points. Just like yeah. So try to last week, you know, we had you know the guy like RDU and Tom and um, uh, who's our who's our third last week? Uh, oh, it was Fino. Uh, so we ha we had them on to talk about just HTT, just kind of like a mid-season review, or just like, hey, you know, what what's good about HTT and what's you know needs still needs some improvement. And we one of the things that came up that um, was a pretty big topic was just the master tier, you know, and uh, that we were talking about just how the points that they chose originally were just so crazy outrageous. You know, Fino having you know pretty good HTT so far in 2018, it's still like not. Uh, like a shoe in to even get into that master tier either. So my question to you, Bunny, is is the master tier even any kind of motivation for you at all? Trying to get I mean, that 200 points, you know, that sort of thing? It's, I mean, it's never going to happen that it's 200 points. Yeah. That's pretty obvious that Blizzard is going to change that. Or I, I, I think at least it should be pretty obvious that Blizzard needs to change that. Yeah. And I think they heard that, and I think they know they kind of misjudged how many people could do it. And I also think that they want people to be three-star masters. They don't want this to be something that they just dangle over everybody's head like a carrot in front of a donkey, you know? But um, I'll basically just see where I end up with my points. Obviously, like having 60 for this season is like, it's pretty much ridiculous, right? If you don't go to playoffs, uh, if you like don't play the playoffs, you need to get three top 25s and win a major mm -hmm. like, yeah <laughs> and get 60 where i mean you just multiply it times three really i guess plus previous worlds too you got did we get some points from previous worlds too i forget how, what's calculated into it but people get points from worlds but they're not yeah. going to account for team standings or anything yeah. since like if if worlds are like in march let's say mm -hmm. it's not going to be affecting anything or january i don't even know but yeah yeah 
for sure they're lower. There's just no way. I mean, they're you got to have somebody be in the top rank. You can't have nobody up there. Otherwise, they're literally not paying out anything, right? So, um, yeah, for sure they'll lower it. And I mean, you should be looking pretty good for it at, at the very least at this point. So that's, I was just curious if it's even a motivating factor for you versus just like, like well, it's just bonus at the end, you know, if, like, if I'm there. I have like 96 points now, which doesn't even put me like in the, probably doesn't even put me in the top 10 in Europe. Oh, really? Okay. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I think Fino has, like... Actually, I think he has 124 now. Yeah, so that's, that's sounds about right, yeah. I mean, there's not that many people on this level, but maybe I'm, top. I'm like, barely top 10. Mm -hmm. But if I, like, if I get, like, bronze or silver master just off whatever finishes I can put together in the next season, I'll be happy enough, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... Silver is like kind of the one you want to be because it actually translates into money. I think bronze is just like participation in tournaments and some swag. I believe if I'm not wrong. that's true. Yeah. And like true. silver is the one that actually gets you like solid travel support money mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So like where you actually have direct value. Mm -hmm. And then of course gold is like where you actually get paid decently um, in terms of. I think it's mostly travel support. I don't know how exact it's going to work, but yeah. yeah. Like Star Master was never my goal, especially like with other things going on. And then we'll just see about like next year or when I'm done with the thesis. And then if and when and what they announce about what they're going to do about the Master Tears. Mm -hmm. I just think it's not going to stay the way it is. Mm-hmm. In terms of supporting traveling, I mean, are you paying for your own travel? I mean, you're on a team, right? I mean, is is SK not? No, no, no. But like, it makes team? it very attractive for oh. teams to have you in yeah. Blizzard. I think, right? The master tier says like uh, two thousand dollars to travel for two events per season mm -hmm. is what Blizzard is willing to pay. And if your team like sees that, they can. Not they're not going yeah, to offer you a that, right? contract, which is 2000 better. But right. if you know you're going to get that, you can be like, you know, guys, I'm basically coming your way with money that I earned from, you know, just investing my time into the game playing. <laughs> and then, of course, that's all negotiation. But yeah, yeah, it pretty much does translate into money at some point. Even if it's not the exact amount, it does help, I, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, it's it's going to be attractive for teams too. You know, like whether you're re-signing with them or another team wants to snag you from that team. So, um, um, plus, I think another very interesting topic about that is like how stacked EU is. You also saw like uh, at yeah yeah from who qualified <laughs> from all the regions. It was basically three Europeans out of four, and the fourth European got kicked out in like semi-finals. Like semi qualification mm -hmm. for by another European, so <laughs> he had to drop out. And if that happens now in every season, because it's already eminent the problem, because um, we're basic Europeans are taking ladder positions from all regions. Because in Europe we have way more points, and that's only possible without being able to get more points. Uh, we don't have more tournaments or anything like that. Everyone can play get points in the same way and Europe still needs like 10 more points for prelims than any other region just because Europeans finish on all three regions <laughs> high yeah, legend but that and means this is how we get all the points yeah and but that's a huge problem I think 
I think that's not okay. That's that, definitely not okay. Yeah, no, yeah. that's it's it's so imbalanced like the regions right now, and you can see in the playoffs. I think it's good that so many Europeans qualify, and if that happens every season, that they have to change it for next year at least. I think we saw like out of the playoffs. What I think is we had also some like Jinsu, especially from Korea. Mm-hmm. I think he performed excellently. Um, of course, he like didn't make it. Uh, but there was like also performances from other people from other regions that performed quite well. But I don't think there was any European who particularly performed badly. Also, like sure, yeah, three out of four made it. So yeah, <laughs> you usually don't perform badly and make it. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, are you, are you? So are you guys like proposing that there's just one giant, everybody's in the same bucket type of thing, or? I mean, just some different type of region delineation or f- screw the region thing. We just choose. I don't know. I'm not sure like w- what would be better then in terms of trying to make this, you know, better. Um, I think Blizzard has to long term think about if what we have now is Europe can still be the same region for, I don't know, do we have to have EU West and East? I I actually oh, I don't have an idea. Oh, I'm not I'm not right. gonna say like this is right. my proposal for how to change this stuff and now Blizzard go ahead and do this because I'm so smart I have the like I don't know, <laughs> but um, I think like one solution could be that you have like EU West and East, but then of course it gets hard because you need to split up 16 spots unevenly, and how do you do this or do you make global qualifiers? Is that even possible with people like that is probably something that's just impossible to organize yeah, because people don't they can't play at like 2 a.m whereas others play at like 8 in the evening you know it's unfair it's, for somebody yeah for, it's unfair for somebody all the time mm-hmm. so it's a tough problem i definitely. don't know gara do you have anything that <laughs> I, I like to i think it started with um Russia at some point, I think it was 2016 2000, end oh. of 2015 oh. but the russian Hearthstone scene exploded and Russian, Russia itself could be a region, how many people play from Russia. You can see also in ladder finishes how many actually Russians finish what, high shouldn't, shouldn't the And it counts to, shouldn't it it be counts to Europe. <laughs> I know. But, but if you look at our individual countries, it's so crazy. For example, Germany is the second most stacked region, in the, from uh, second most stacked country. You need, just to get into the HGG voting, you needed 36 points or something ridiculous yeah, like that. Right. And France was even more stacked, you needed 39 points. Oh, and if you look wow. look at uh, at the overall team standings, alone 40 Germans would have qualified for NA preliminaries if the, if the Germans would have lived in NA. That is ridiculous. Like Europe is so stacked or like so competitive compared to the other regions. So right now it's extremely imbalanced and... I, again, I haven't thought about the solution. Like, I didn't have given the task to think about it and to solve it. Like, Bunny, it's like, it's just, it's a problem for sure, I would say. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I think outside. I of- mean, right now you're forced to play in multiple regions as a European because it's so hard to finish on Europe because, you know, yeah. it's so competitive. And then you take, I mean, the idea that you can take spots away from other regions on ladder, right? That's just. It can't be right, right? That we play on NA or Asia and take away basically their spots or take away their points or whatever. It has to be wrong, right? I don't know. Yeah, it is definitely uh, you know an adjustment that the players are making, and you know it's it's not breaking the rules or anything, right? It's so it's yeah. 
it is creating, I feel like, a um, environment that they didn't originally intend it to be. So, um, yeah, there's going to need to be some type of tweaks. And you know, there's a lot of players that just, you know, like they, it's like your classic, whenever you divide anything into like, whether it's like leagues into divisions or whatnot, you know, like you're always going to have this kind of um, situation where, there are, be you know, there are more better teams on one side of the equation, and you know, you're only allowing X teams from each, you know, each of the regions or conferences or whatever, you know, the division is. It, so, it, it is already better than last year, though, because last year it was like four players from each region that went to Worlds, yeah, right? And we already like complain about that. Europe is like so strong or whatever, but yet now you can see that Europe is basically taking all the sports at Worlds as well. I mean, it's happened yes last year as well, right? Because mm -hmm. first, yeah. first. Uh, I think it was then the first playoffs were called the winter, but then we also had three going through, right? It's like Stan, Frozen, Nyria, and I forgot the last guy, Green. No, Green Chip didn't make it. No, somebody, so, another notable somebody person, else, like, another very notable person, right? Um, who was it? It was bad to forget the name, but um, oh, yeah, it was, was it yeah, wasn't yeah, it Hoy who won? No, that, yeah, was Hoy, the, Hoy qualified that was the time after. That yeah. was the Hoy won the one afterwards, right? Anyways, I don't yeah. know. Where's it before? I think I'm getting them all mixed up too, just order wise. Um, but yeah, so I guess the point is, is that we still have an issue with EU, and you know, we still need to figure it out, just because they're so stacked. Um, but kind of bringing it back to the the actual event itself. Um, how did you feel going in? Like, how did you feel about groups? Because I remember seeing an interview that you had with groups and just kind of evaluating before you actually, you guys started and, um, you know, like some of the players who are, you know, like, I think you, who was in your group again? It was, uh, um, Glory was Glory, in my group yeah, and, and, uh, 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 Leo or Lee. Yeah. Leo, yeah. Right. And, and, and then it's Kiln all day. And then I know that Kiln all day is a good player. Then I heard that Lee was. Some people said he was a Chinese muzzy. Oh, that's okay. what people called him, right? Because he's apparently the number one point tender in China last year, okay. and China has even more players than EU. Um, and then Glory, he had like the third point most points in APEC. Mm -hmm. So, and I looked like watched his replays, and he did play very well in those. Um, so, and I know noticed that I got Glory as my first opponent and. I obviously wasn't very happy with it because, like, even when you ask the casters in the pre-shows, like, what's the group of death? They all just said Group D, which is the group I was in. Right, right. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't super happy with that. I would have rather played somebody who showed a weak performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's better to win against somebody who's good, but your goal is winning, so. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you, you don't want the hardest group. You don't want the group of death when you're going into a you know a, a tournament as big as this one. Um, your lineup, though, like, how did you feel about your lineup? You know, like I think a lot of people are talking about Killen's lineup just being crazy aggressive and just seemed to to be um, a, a type of deck that uh, I guess people didn't really expect. You know, for it to come, so was was favored against a lot of them. But yours was, I felt like yours was just solid, like really, really solid too. And like it, coming into it, did you, how did you feel like in that group? Did you feel really good about the decks that you brought? Um, I didn't feel so great about the decks that I brought. In my group, I would have loved to bring like full aggro, like Killen. I felt a bit sniped by Glory because his decks were insanely greedy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, was... even his Miracle Rogue was greedy. His cube lock had a, like a Lich King and like a Spellbreaker and. <laughs> 
what what else did he have? His his Shadowbox Shaman had uh, was playing Kalisas and Hemet, which is like the greediest you can build that deck. And I was just I felt a bit sniped. Uh, obviously, we knew our first opponent. We knew our groups in our first opponent before uh, deck submission, which pretty much all of the players agreed on was not the best idea ever. And we also gave that as feedback to Blizzard, and we were hoping that it's not going to happen again. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. They said it was to impose some kind of strategy, <laughs> which, yeah. Well, hey, what was it? What was the problem? No, well, the, we had the groups and our first opponent of our double elimination group announced before deck submission. Oh, that's so there's all this thing about: Am I going to get sniped? Can I play what I usually play? Vipers like. Can I even play Miracle Rook? Am I going to get full aggro by Raza? Or right. you now play like a complete anti lineup to what you usually play to like counter the potential snipe of your opponent, which is just, I mean, it feels silly, honestly. Well, it's, like, it's not necessarily fair, too, because there, there are some players who are very well known for, for certain classes and, and decks. And um, they'd obviously be more, much more negatively impacted than you know a, a player that's more well-rounded, right? And just not known for that. So yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan. I just of that had either. a feeling mm -hmm. I was gonna get like lose twice to Glory, because Glory is gonna like he was gonna um, win against me, and then he'll lose to whatever he comes up next, because his decks were just too greasy to beat anybody else, and then. Which, I mean, I guess I was wrong on because he actually won his losers match. Um, and then I would have faced him again and he would just like wreck oh, me again. Twice? Oh, man. Yeah. That so I, I didn't feel good in that series. And, but then I tried against the lineups of Killen, mm -hmm. which I thought since I had like Miracle Rogue and stuff, uh, I should be pretty unfavored. And people were saying I was super unfavored. But then I played practice series and against like Turner's and Killen's lineups. Mm -hmm. I went like five and one because wow. turns out the statistics on like HS replay were just super wrong, like <laughs> insanely bad compared to like usually they give you a good estimate, but mm -hmm. this time they were just like way off. So well, I don't know. I felt like decent fellow playing against him and then against Leo's lineup, the, the other guy in my group, I played like three or four practice series, and I lost pretty much all of them. So I was really hoping I wouldn't face him. Because there, I would just have to really queue the correct decks into each other. That's the problem with my lineup as well. It does a few things very well, but then depending on the lineup they have, um, you really just have to queue the correct matchups. For example, like my even lock is really good against Glory's cube lock. But then my mage and my shaman are insanely bad. So you just want to, you know, you want to queue the right matchups against the right decks. Right. And so which would, which was the deck that you think was like, you know, in terms of stats wise going in, like the one that was the furthest off? Because, um, I mean, clearly the, you know, the event type of meta is much different like it like they're from from a representation standpoint right like the um the level the skill level of play you know is is not going to take into account you know some of the the weaker players into the stats so i'm curious which one was it that that was reflected the worst was it even lock or like what, what was it that surprised it was you definitely shadow because shadow, oh, shadow on ladders okay. played with two lightning bolts mm -hmm. 
uh, are the most popular decks. So two Lightning Bolts, mm -hmm. a Kalisath, and two Lightning Storms. And I play two Pyromancers and like two Earthshocks and an Ancestral Healing and a Black Knight. Yeah. So firstly, that makes you match up against Taunt Druid like way better. Right. And they're just a Black Knight alone pretty much. I don't know. Earthshock, like obviously they aren't so great against that. Mm. Then Black Knight and Earthshock make it like a lot better against Evenlock because you have good answers. Mm -hmm. Sure, Kalisath can. If you draw Kalisath earlier, yeah. obviously your win rate goes up by a lot. And then the Pyromancers against Aggro, um, they're just good. insane. Crazy like, good. yeah, yeah. Odd Paladin win rate of Shadow Oak on ladder is like thirty something percent, and in practice matches against Odd Paladin, I just yeah, I felt like more. I felt like 60% favored, probably more. Well, there's just not... I, I think the Shadow Walk Shaman just isn't represented as much with the Pyro in it, right? So Pyro is just crazy, crazy good against Paladin. So um, that makes sense. I mean, I, I read some analysis on our decks that was posted on playharston.com, and they said that going without Kelesis was just a mistake. But I had several players at the event... Namely, Rasa, Dog, and Nalgaiden, who all brought Kalos as uh, Pyromancer versions, all disagree with me just because it felt like so much better against the aggro decks. Mm, okay. So I don't know. Like, apparently, all the aggro decks should destroy my Shadow Walk, but right. I felt like Shadow Walk was rather decent against the aggro decks, like the other way around, the yeah. version that I was playing. How do you beat Shadow Walk? <laughs> How do you beat Shadow Walk if the aggro decks are, are not the way to beat it? You know, it's that's. Yeah, no, 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 no. His list was definitely good. I, I yeah, talked about the list tough. also, like in, in my group of like. Yeah, let's, let's take a look at Bunny's list here. Here, I'm going to bring it up. The, the other thing is, like, this list is obviously much worse against things like, uh, like Odd Rogue, because you don't have Lightning Bolts. You have, like, no answer oh, except for to to the Thugs. Yeah. So, like, Miracle Rogue also stomps you a lot more. Like, you make some of your bad matchups, you make them, like, way worse. And then, obviously, they're not... Like, without Hemet, it's just not that great in the mirror. Uh, like, I played Box Shaper, because it's the yeah, more... It, it, hype. Like, yeah, Box Shaper Like, Box Shaper, like, gets your elementals and has some synergy with Ancestral Healing and stuff. And it can just... Usually, if it catches you, like, two cards, it's fine enough, because it's, like... The minion has taunt without having taunt, right? It needs to die. It also doesn't have just like soft taunt. It just it has to die mm -hmm. because if you draw too many of the cheap cards, like the glacial shards, and your combo pieces out of your deck, just the combo gets finished so quickly. So were you the only person who played box shaper? This is super bad. Were you the only person to play box shaper? I forget if anybody else brought it too. Mm -hmm. I was the only person to play Box Shaper. Yeah. It's like a questionable card. I didn't bring it for Italy again because I took out the Ancestral Healing as well. Mm. Okay. Even though it worked twice on stream and like people lost their mind about Ancestral Healing Black Knight, I wanted to yeah. try something else for Italy. I, I didn't have like a single practice game with it for Italy, but uh, I just want to try out like a little bit different build. Mm -hmm. Like take out a few tech cards and change them up. Try out Hammett. Even though I personally always felt like Hemet sucked, like, yeah, really yeah. badly. I did too. Yeah, I, I never felt that it was. Great, I mean, it's but... because it's very easy to explain because Hemet yeah. is a completely dead card versus aggressive decks, mm -hmm. and against control decks, you basically want to play. You want to maximize your Serenite chain gangs, and you want to play Zola. You want to play 
everything, and usually you have time to play everything against slow decks because it's a good matchup, that you don't want to rush it. The only matchup where I really think Hammett is very good is the mirror, because it's worth to take the risk to lose 30% of the time. Yeah, I mean, Doc hmm. was just telling me that it's like really good and I should play it, so I wanted to try it out for Italy. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, also took in an MC tech. Oh, which, really? Okay. I, I, I'm not going to put in Zola, because I just think Murmuring is way better than Zola. Um, yeah, that on that I'm like pretty convinced. That murmuring elemental. If you mm -hmm. like, if you don't have to play Zola because you don't play Kerasas, just murmuring is just way better. Gives you a hundred percent combo, if in some things. And then murmuring chain gangs against Rogue is insane, and murmuring Hagata against pretty much everything that wants to be on board is insane. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, well, I mean, it's definitely good to switch it up. I mean, I think that bringing the exact same thing to, especially when you made like these, these slight nuances, is something that people will expect, you know, or they they might just kind of come to expect something like that, you know, given that you you did have the ancestral and you know plays and and Bog shaper and and so I think it is just generally smart just to to switch it up too. Um, yeah, we'll see. Ancestral yeah. Healing also has like really good synergy against Agro with Wild Pyro, mm -hmm. which is something quite interesting to me because also it's I felt like it was always needed against like even Shaman because you need really? to three damage AoE them, and then obviously Wild Pyromancers can't three damage AoE by themselves. Right? They just die after the second one. Hmm. Uh, also, you don't have enough mana to pull off. Like you need to play Healing Rain for it to stay alive for a while. So and that already costs like five mana in total, and then you need to fit two and two more spells in, and that should cost like at most two mana. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you need you need to get, either get something of your far side, or you just need that ancestral healing. But we'll see. I was just trying things out. Still convinced on the one life drinker though. There's a single just, one. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Like I'm very convinced on on that. That was the right call. This is. What you're so thinking bad against just, Steven Block. Oh, because it's the worst card in the deck. It's, it's like your worst card in the deck. Yeah, I don't know. Even though yeah. an HS replay has like decent plate sets mm -hmm. because you need it for the combo, I feel like if you just play Glacial Shards and Black Knight, I mean, you didn't really have to play Black Knight. You just have to play Glacial Shards and you get your combo done. You can't do anything, enough. basically, right? Yeah. I mean, like on average, you just put like. Depending, let's say you didn't play Agatha on average, you put what twelve stats on board and freeze their board, like sure. And then if you play Black Knight, all the taunts are gone as well, so you can push damage next turn. Yeah, I I think watching the Shutterwalk plays is probably the the biggest difference I think from like the pro scene versus like your your average Hearthstone player, and so. You know, a lot of people push really fast, especially the the uh, the folks that play Hemet, right? They actually take some huge risks with the Shadowwalk Shaman, like really early on, playing Shadowwalk like really early too, and trying to win that way. There were some questionable ones, you know, like hard to say <laughs> if they were right or not, but you know, you see at least that kind of decision making, where, where a lot of folks don't even make that decision at all, you know, because they don't really see the winning a winning line that way. But what are you laughing at, buddy? <laughs> Oh, some of the Shadowwalk plays at this championship were yeah. just awful. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just downright awful. But, I mean, most of them were fine. Most of them actually played their matchups quite well. 
I, I don't want to just say people played bad because that's definitely not true. But there was like one or two Shadowworks players who were just yeah, they didn't have to. I mean, they 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 could have uh, like played more battle cry, they get more of their battle cry cards, and they could even gotten more out of their shadow walk. But, um, you know, they they clearly uh, saw something else, yeah, and, and went for it. Also, the deck is super hard to play. I mean, yeah, I'm one hundred percent sure I made a few misplays on on my shadow games as well. Even though I felt happy overall of about like how I played my shadow games personally, and uh. Yeah, just basically about how I played. I was I was satisfied with that, but I'm sure that I made some mistakes with the deck, just because hero powering or not on turn two is actually like a decision, um, and which totem you play when when you play far side, all these things, they're like small differences, but they can have like very delicate diff like de like different outcomes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, also, when you know when people want to overdraw you. When people want to overdraw me? Yeah. I'm like, usually so pretty you, happy. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to overdraw. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but you still have to keep in mind, like, especially when you draw too much card draw and people want to overdraw yeah, you. Can, you can have yeah, a you have to keep it in mind. <laughs> easy, but sometimes you just have to throw out a card. Like, if they want to overdraw you for one card and you draw two cards in the process, you're usually like, yes, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how you, in a lot of situations, have to play the deck. You just have to accept that if I play an Acolyte here and they can overdraw me for one card... Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Like, if they yeah. experience your combo, you're going to lose that game, but other than that, like, not playing the Acolyte yeah. is just not an option. Like, yeah, then... You can't have it in your hand. If, if they don't hit the key card, it helps you too much. Exactly, yeah. Even if they, yeah, especially if they burn, like, a non-key card, you, like, so what? Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Then <laughs> there's like definitely nothing going on. Do 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 you keep Shadowwalk in any matchup ever? Ooh, that's mm, a good question. I personally do not. I, I don't either, and I played a lot of Shadowwalk. And for example, on HS replay, twenty five percent of people keep Shadowwalk in the starting hand. Um, I mean, there's like okay, there's some matchups where you might want to keep it. Like Taunted is like one of the matchups where you actually might want to keep it because they're insanely good at overdrawing you at the right at the like worst moments for you, so you don't want to overdraw your shadow work. And there you can like there's a lot of moments. I'm not quite sure, but you still I, probably can't afford to keep it. I think it just depends on your starting hand. I think if you like can afford it, but sure. Then on the other hand, I don't play Hammer because, yeah. like, naturalize after Hammer it just feels Batman. Mm -hmm. So I don't play Hammer and then, sure. So, um, in terms of the, I mean, kind of looking at it, just yeah, the different cards that we see here. Um, in terms of the deck that you, what were the decks that you felt uh, was was the surprising deck of the the tournament, and which do you think was the most disappointing? Like, in in terms of the players and maybe the reactions afterwards and, and talking to some of the guys. You mean surprising surprisingly good, good. Surprisingly good. And then I guess same thing, surprisingly bad, you know, because they're obviously disappointed they brought it. So um <clears throat> I can throw one out for just I thought the Q block surprised me. I didn't think that many people would bring Q block and you know, um you know, we actually had a finalist that did quite well with with Q block, 
So that that one I think outperformed. There was a lot of talk about the priest, right? Like there's you know dog and some others were saying that the priest was not well represented, you know, like in terms or at least the the stats weren't really representing how good the deck really was, you know, like at the top of uh of all of Hearthstone. So um yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um I don't know, I just felt like Q block just was does pretty much everything except for play against um against Shadowwalk and Big Swell Mage, it just does everything worse that even Long wants to do. Mm. And I ever like when I played the deck myself on ladder, I never felt like it was a good deck. It's always felt like I was just dead all the time against absolutely everything, which wasn't <laughs> Shadow Walk. Yeah, which, okay. So I don't know. It surprised me that people brought it, and it surprised me that Casper did so well with it. But we were making fun of it like all the time. Like, feels bad, man, to have brought like Q block, and he was like. He was like, "Yeah, man, I don't know. I didn't even practice the text. I was just thinking about Evenlock for this cube block, and then oh, what? Wait, did he submit the wrong one? No, 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 no. He purposely cemented cube block because it made more sense with the strategy. But he was like getting scared that cube block was going to be bad. Ah, okay, okay. Obviously, with my lineup, I was like super unhappy to face cube block because Evenlock is like way, way better for me." And even luck was like, I think didn't do so well in the tournament. But then, like my first match, I three would a cube block with big spell mage, shadow summon, and even luck. And like, I don't know. Bad, <laughs> He'll draw skull. They draw ooze. You lose. Yeah, yeah. This is how it works. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> there's so much weapon hate in this meta. Oh, I was expecting so much weapon hate. Oh, there's a ton. Like everybody's. I don't know. Right? I feel like this, like twig druids. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff. I, I don't know. I didn't really felt like the day the deck really had a good place. And then also I was super surprised at Spiteful Druid. I was like, what? Yeah, there's was there that many there's one. It was one person. One. Just and one, it did right? well. Yeah, yeah. Was that was interesting. an interesting deck. That was a Sauti, the guy also played really well. Um so but then again, I think he in his group stage he won twice with the deck and lost once and three times he had like Kalisus on two. You're like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. sure, that's not your average spiteful druid. But uh, right, right. Also, the guy played well, and but I, 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 I don't know. Spiteful druid. There's a reason people don't play it on ladder, and there's a good reason people don't play it on ladder. He played recruit hunter too, which was like, yeah, he and intense Soku were played. I, th I thought that was really cool that they they brought it. I think they won once with it too, right? Or yeah, Nal Gaiden also brought it, and oh, did like, bring it if okay. he didn't get like upset Wait, in his last match by Viper oh, right. yeah. on the even lock, yeah, Gaiden would have also made it with Recruit Hunter. And poor that guy, man. <laughs> I feel so bad for Nal 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 Gaiden. He gets so he gets into top sixteen like every single time, and then just never qualifies. It's so killer, man. Um, I think he got stopped twice now by game five or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So that's brutal. that's obviously feels Batman. Yeah. But yeah, I was also surprised surprised by people bringing this because we tested it and it cool. felt amazing for what we wanted to do. And at the end of the day, we said, "Now nah, we're still not going to bring this because even though it does what we wanted to do perfectly, it still just dies so hard to aggro decks." Oh, but yeah. I guess totally. he had the meta read that people weren't going to bring aggro. So what what's the deck that you would be be um, targeting with this? Just so the audience, you know, just our listeners know. 
Okay, so the version we were thinking about bringing was playing Spellstones uh, instead of like some of the cheaper stuff because it targets way better. It's a list that Muzzy's been playing in DreamHack Sweden. Mm -hmm. It just destroys even lock because you have like two uh, freezing really? traps. You have a venomous strike. Wow. You have okay. like two hunter's mark, and you just destroy the giants. You play your spellstones, oh. and then on six you still play the oozling, and they usually can't build a board before that. Or when they can build a board, they can't really attack. Mm -hmm. And if they do, and if it's a venomous strike, they don't really have proper removal because they don't have the life total to be able to hellfire. So do you even like run Kalos out there or any of this stuff? It's basically, it's none nah. of this stuff, and then all the traps and yeah, you, know, you play you play like hunter's marks, uh, candle shots, play deads, animal okay. companions. Right. You just oh, you take out like okay. You, wow. you take out like fireflies, Kalos, the chain gangs, mm -hmm. um, nice. the tar creepers, like the cheap stuff. Yeah. And you also take out the five mana the witch with grizzly, like all your defensive tools. You just take them out and put them in put in greed. And like aggressive mm -hmm. tools, and so it really helps you destroy even luck. But you just get farmed by aggro so hard. <laughs> even you, even though you play like explosive trap, uh, they don't really have to, to attack. They just make a decent, decent board play, level up, and you're just simply dead. Yeah. Dead. It's like yeah, they hit it's... you for fifteen in the face. <laughs> it costs them two mana to replace what you just killed with, with you know your explosive trap. So it's not, it's not very hard to yeah play around it. Odd Paladin is just gonna always wipe this this hunter. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a I haven't played that build. I, and I was like trying to I was doing trying to do you know kind of homebrew my own solution against even warlock, but I, I didn't play the venomous strike one. That's that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so uh, I guess you know answering that question um, didn't really answer the question really, right? Maybe even yeah. even lock being it's being so popular, and I think we talked about it losing. Um, a, a fair share amount. Uh, uh, another thing I, I want to point out about the even lock is I think it's a very high skill cap deck. Um, even warlock. I, I think a lot of people play it wrong, uh, but I've seen people play it to perfection. And those people that play it really, re like really to perfection, they get finished also top ten legend with it or like rank one. Wait, what are like the big misplay? Like where? What's the? Big uh, I would say the best. I like Amnesiac plays even lock insanely good, and he won like Denver with right. it. And he had it in lineup. I know, like, Strifeco plays Evenlock very good. But I think that a lot of people just play Evenlock in a lineup because it's a good deck to bring, but don't practice the deck enough or, like, learn it or whatever. And it's it's a mid-range deck. And yeah, you play it's it... It's not just giant. It's not just, yeah, giant and free and win the game. It's yeah. really, really way more than that. So I think, yeah, it's similar to Shadowbox Shaman. And you see, like... What is underlooked is how bad Shadow Shaman performs overall in tournaments. M almost nobody makes it through with a Shadow lineup. It's such a high skill cap deck, and you can really tech it very differently. And as soon as you change two or three cards in Shadow Shaman, it changes the matchups completely. Like Bunny mentioned earlier, like you play Pyromancer, then suddenly you turn Odd Paladin matchup, which is like a really bad matchup in general, yeah. to a, a favorable matchup almost, or even a favorable matchup. And I think it's very similar with Evenlock. It's also like the tags with Skarking Guys, Black Knight. It really changes like matchups and how it's played and matchups. And I, I, from playing it myself to Legend as well, and uh, from watching really like really the best Evenlock players, I, I was like blown away by how much skill actually matters with the deck. Mm -hmm. It's really not just giant and free and win low. Yeah. <laughs> 
if only. <laughs> like, at least a lot of people believe that. Sometimes you do that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably where a lot a lot of the you know the wins do come from. But to have like a crazy awesome win percentage like you guys do, then you have to learn everything everything about or every every different type of line, right? And that's involved with uh, the even lock. Um, so here's a question for you. I know you had to like figure out your lineups maybe even before you know playoffs, but given that there's just so many events like back to back or very very close together um how much of your lineup decisions are based on the last event now versus just like you know looking at stats like i need to replay and just like trying to evaluate just general meta um yeah anyways that's the question you want to go first car oh you you won the freaking championship you should <laughs> okay sure i mean well okay well, well, like, <laughs> You're a guest. Right. So. And like, yeah. firstly, you you wanna you wanna um, look at your own testing and your like own percentages on certain things, uh, or just test matchups yourself. But then also, I think like previous tournaments is where you would take your information, like exactly what you talked about the um, previous tournament experience. Mm -hmm. Like you, you look at how a deck performed under tournament conditions, and you think about, especially the tech choices, how they performed under tournament conditions. Yeah. And if you hit your expected field, like what does it do? What does it not do? And I was actually afraid that Shadow Work was not going to do so well because it didn't do so well in, in in Sweden. I think for a lot of us, mm -hmm. but then. I think it ended up like being the second best deck at the tournament after Miracle Rock. I think it went like twenty three eleven over the entire tournament. Wow, which is insane. that's insane. Yeah. Um, only Miracle Rock was better. Miracle Rock win rates were off the off the charts. Uh, but yeah, you you just like put together the different choices that you have and put them next to each other, and you just basically draw a bunch of errors and what beats what, what we. Yeah. Like, where's its weakness, and can I play this? What do I expect people to bring? Yeah. And for me, I had two lineups in the end, which was the one that I brought, and then the full aggro lineup, which also made a lot of sense to me, honestly. Just because it's like, I don't know, it's full aggro right now is just the, 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 let's say full aggro plus even lock. It's like, that's just step zero. That's just playing solid decks and hope they win. Um, which I don't think there's anything, there's never anything wrong with it, like step zero strategy. That's, that's the strategy that people have to prove that they can beat it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, you're going to have at least one matchup that's like, you know, on the fence, right? If you're, if you're, if you're going against a full out aggro deck, I mean, you, you can't, you're not, I mean, I guess you could just kind of do the counter strategy, which is run like a full anti-aggro deck, and then you just stomp it. But for the most part, people generally have something in between, right? Either it's a little bit heavier on the aggro side than the control side, or a little bit you know heavier on the control side, or you know, I guess mid range is pretty um, uh, popular right now too. But you always have that one deck, right? That you just gotta like, you know, you gotta figure out how to get a, get that win with, you know, um, and you know, that's that's all about. You know, skill and you know, just the 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 skill ceilings, you know, and in those specific decks. I mean, that's the difference between like pro level play and and what we see on even the top of ladder. But um, well, yeah, you could see like after if you if you look at what people submitted for Italy, 
you can see that a lot of people weren't happy with the even lock for like how it performed for Killen and Turner, mm -hmm. yep. especially if, for like the lineup that I played that gave us like an additional out because we were our lineup was just insane at bullying that deck, and like our worst matchup was maybe shadow work against it. Um, though with our attacks, I don't know, felt okay. Uh, was maybe no, the mirror. Very good. It was very good with our shocks. Yeah. Like, and then they have to ban, or they don't have to, but at least Turner, for example, banned my even lock, and because it's good against his aggro decks. And then suddenly I have three good decks against one of his decks. And then he, suddenly he loses like a lineup edge completely. Because you can't bu like you can't bully Miracle Rope with Evenlock. It just doesn't work. Oh, true. Um yeah. so people and people for Italy, they just replace like Evenlock by like a deck which people think is generally worse, but which is like full smork. Like I don't know, odd rogue. Which had disappeared from tournament meta because people were just like, "Well, it's the worst aggro deck." Token drew it, then like odd pile and even shaman. Oh, just so people better. just replaced. You're talking about in Italy, yeah. So it's just people. Yeah, in Italy, this. like people just started bringing oh, more wow. aggressive stuff. Some people even like replaced like token drew it again because it was like didn't feel aggressive enough, and they just put in like some Marcus sort of small counter. Actually, like, Monaco Street fits in the aggro lineup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, but, yeah. because you ban Volo. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you like you get surprised by how people they just went the extra smart step now. Mm -hmm. And then some other people went the extra control step and just took out like even lock from our lineup, put in priest, and then it gets like it gets like even better at bullying other even locks, for example. Yeah. You know? So yes. it's, you know, that's why when I mean, we are focusing on just talking about the lineups, by the way, guys, is because that's a lot of, you know, event meta right now, you know, has a lot to do with what decks you bring. Um, I mean, there's still plenty of skill involved, you know, in, in, in the execution of them. But, you know, you talk to every single player right now and every single player will tell you that, you know, lineups, what you bring to the deck are, are going to have a, you know, a very, very large effect on you know how you do in that tournament and if you just happen to pick the wrong lineup you kind of know how you're going to do even before it starts so uh, once you get a look at everybody else's deck um yeah. but you know you had you know i don't think going in the groups yeah I, I think that you had some bad ones that ended up working out well for you and then you know it, that's that's another surprising thing because yeah. killing was on paper a super favorite in that group like everyone's saying like he had the best group for him for his oh, lineup right, right, yeah. and he ended up like struggling uh, yeah. he lost first round. Tarstone, man. Yeah, it's... Wait, wait. Killen won his first game, right? Against the Chinese no. guy. I think he lost And then it. he faced me in the winners. Uh, winners final of our group. But then people said he was, like, super favored against me because he was just going to bully my Miracle and my Shadow Work to death. And then from the practice series I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. played, I felt like that was just simply not true. Just because the Shadow Work sets were so insanely wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But yeah, overall, I think in this entire tournament, his lineup was very good because nobody expected aggro and then he went full smork and he ended up making it from the only non-European. So props to him for yeah, sure. Yeah, he would have been super happy in like group B where people yeah. just played like recruit hunters. He would have been right. like recruit hunter. Yeah. Right. And you just like bulldoze right over that with his decks. Yeah. So I, I think that was in the like, end. Yeah. I mean, he still made, he still made it. <laughs> and, um, Surprisingly no, his lineup was really good. Yeah, and surprisingly got 3-0'd actually in the semis. I, I 
that surprised me a bit. But yeah, that that was yeah. the surprise because his lineup was so good for the tournament, and then he yeah. kind of struggled, but ended up still making it. Oh, it's basically your lineup, right? <laughs> it was it was Viper's lineup, right? Uh, no, no, it was uh, no, it was it was eight 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 three six five zeros lineup, right? That ended up beating him. I guess. Yeah, I guess with Q block and. Wait, how did yeah, you to win? I didn't expect him to get beaten by Q-Block, but yeah, like it's... Control Priest was obviously super good against his lineup. Then yeah. Taunt Druid wasn't that great. I'm really curious oh. about what the Taunt Druid stats were, because I mean, I threw a game against it, but Viper basically said that he kept on bullying that deck, which yeah. was also the purpose of our lineup. Yeah. I felt like it lost a lot. Like when I was watching, I, I, I felt like I was seeing Taunt Druid lose a lot. Um, and a lot of people brought people, it, so it was, there was a ton of it. Yeah, people just brought lineups, which are like good by themselves, but then on the side are kind of decent at bullying Tundra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which wasn't so hard to realize, and which is also kind of what we did. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't we move on? Spend a good time, you know, amount of time on the, the tournament. But again, man, congratulations, and can't wait to see you at Worlds. I should have picked you, man. It was like between yeah. you and Dog, and of course dude, I, when, I was the, people... I was the yeah. sucker that picks the popular dude, and, get, and I get zero. Actually, you should be lucky that I didn't pick you because I I always curse whoever I pick, so <laughs> I end up picking Dog and getting no packs again. I told so, I told people pack. if they want to win packs, oh, one pack, yeah, one pack. Sorry, yeah. Uh, people that ask me who you, who to vote for, I said if you want to win packs, you should vote for Bunny. <laughs> that's right it's that's a smart right. choice it's gotta it's gotta be the smart next choice. meme right there man it's gotta be a pack with bunny on it um all right so let's move on let's get, maybe get a few questions in here in a second but uh, i do want to spend just a real quick uh, uh point a uh, part of the show just like we always do which is to thank our patrons all the folks that support value town uh, if you're interested in doing so too go to patreon.com slash value town and make a pledge today it really uh, helps us and you know, supports us in terms of doing these episodes each, each week for you guys. But I want to spend just a second just to thank some of them. So to our producer, legendary producer, Mike T, and to some of the others, Devin Y, Engen S, Raydan, Greg S, Danny H, Code Chemist, Howard P, Farron F, Kevin G, Mike T, Richard M, a random guy, ASMR, and Alistair M. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, you know, you guys are the best, and I hope you guys continue supporting the show. All right, so we've got uh, we got one question from Jason R, which was I think meant for last week, but we didn't we didn't get a chance to read that many. But um, if you have any questions in the Twitch chat, we'll take a couple from Twitch chat and we'll we'll call it a day. But Jason R has a question about global games. How come Blizzard didn't give a choice? Given that's I guess July fourth, right? So why didn't they give us a choice of a lady to represent America in the global games? Um, the reason, Jason, maybe you didn't understand how you know, like a lot of the candidates uh, were were made, is that um, it's based on points, right? And you know, like there's a lot of people in America, and it just turns out that there aren't very many females that have a lot of points, right, at this moment. So that's that's probably the reason. Um, nothing to look into there. <laughs> I don't know why people. Uh, there's definitely some other countries that did have, um, you know, some some females in it, like Pathra and. And uh, some of the others. Wait, is Pathra the only one? Actually, how many how many females are in global games? Do you guys know of any other females that that made it on the team? I mean, last year was Karakut. I know that, but I don't yeah. know about this year. Yeah, like man, maybe Pathra's the only person that I can think of. We need more females in the Hearthstone, man. <laughs> the, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to. We have, but they play arena. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> we actually have a lot of female arena players. Well, we got like yeah. I mean, Ali plays too, and I mean. Yeah, 
That's true. There's a good Which is unfortunately from the United States. Yeah, it, I mean, the U.S. has a lot of competition. Play some pretty good Hearthstone at Sage Story Cup. That was actually mm-hmm. good to watch what she played there. It's like, yeah, you know. there were like uh, Nicolina was there too, right? Like there was a, like the F2K team. I think had a, had a few. That's true. Yeah, but she's also American, right? And like to get on that team is basically impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah. by the way, another thing. This is like reverse. It's kind of crazy that America has only one team for HG. If you compare, it's like yeah, basically it's, an anti-prelim reach. It's the same e- European issue that you were talking and, about. And you, yeah, yeah, it's reverse because Europe has like 50 countries that can play in HG and America's yeah. one. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so anyways, if you guys have any other questions too, like definitely, um, you know, write them out in Twitch chat. We'll take a couple from Twitch chat. Actually, let me t- check Twitter real quick. And then uh, we'll see if we want to call it a day. Because I know these guys got to get going and get ready for Italy. What time do you guys leave tomorrow? East Coast and West Coast. Just throwing it out. East Coast, West Coast? Yeah, there should be two teams. Ah, would that actually work? Uh, can have, work. We can have two German teams as well. German <laughs> East and Germany yeah. West. Dude, your yeah, team is stacked, man. The German stacked. teams I mean, looking good. There are actually yeah. also teams in Europe which have more potential by themselves than single other countries. Just, I think France and Germany are the ones that stand out to me right now. Like, if you just yeah. take the German player oh, Czech, pool... Czech Republic. Czech? Yeah. Who's on Czechs? St- uh, Stanley's not Stan? even in there, and it's super... Stan's Stan. not on Czech team? Really? <laughs> he, oh I don't think God. he had the points or something. Oh, um, man. Okay. I guess he's been streaming more lately. <laughs> like, more so than... Yeah, but it's still a super good team. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here's a good question. Ghostrix has, did Bunny Hopper bet on himself for packs? Oh, snap! Never put all your eggs in the same box. <laughs> smart. I bet by Viper. a smart man. Yeah, yeah. He voted for force. I mean, Eluel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, who did you pick? Who was your champion? I, I voted for Viper. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have voted like you, like my first opponent. Making sure that if I lose, I get like <laughs> you guaranteed one. Right, right. But I was like, "Nah, Viper's gonna make it out of groups for sure, so I'm gonna vote for Viper." This uh, is the plot twist. Guess. Viper voted on himself as well. <laughs> I don't even know if he voted at all. <laughs> well, okay, that's just not smart. Right? That, not voting is the only thing that you can't do. You, you need to at least vote for somebody just to get some packs. But um, that's 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 funny. Oh, so it turns out that Karakute is on the Philippines team, so she's back. That's good. Uh, I also want to say, hmm? who did you vote for, Gara? I voted for Dog, but I expected one pack. But I, I told people, if you want to win packs, you vote for Bunny. I just do this for fun. Oh. I know that Bunny will win. I jinx it every time as well. Oh, man, I was like struggling, man. I was, I was like, oh, that's I, a, I, uh, come on, struggling. That's easy choice. No, no, <laughs> I was struggling in picking. I mean, like, killing, yeah. killing or Bunny. Yeah, but yeah, if it, I, I didn't know that Wiper had like the same lineup as Bunny, then that's basically the same vote, to be honest. <laughs> but but I just know that. I mean, like, they the, practice together. Why wouldn't they bring the same thing? No, right? uh, uh, have you seen Orange's group? That they never bring the same lineup. That's like, true, they, actually. Yeah, never. The, that's so practice, weird. Like, I don't get that. I don't like, think it's that weird. Really? No, actually, it meant like also with the groups being announced before and your first opponent being announced, it made a lot of sense oh, to bring different lineups okay, because okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you would have made a lineup which was like 100% a Viper lineup or 100% a me lineup, like 
It would be so easy to counter. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, and you run into that in your first match and just bring whatever lineup you want. You get countered in the, in the like a GCA, GSL group. I think that's what it's called. Like if your first opponent manages to, manages to just snipe you right away, you're pretty much done for. Uh, and that being for the tournament. So yeah, it's yeah. actually crazy because technically it was very similar to the Mazi and Dog situation, like where where um, he had to beat Mazi twice to make it to regionals. Like basically, if you snipe your opponent, you can just beat him twice if he doesn't if he loses. In, I mean, that's yeah. what Killian did with Fibonacci, right? Fibonacci lost one to one single person in the America's prelims. One, <laughs> he won. He lost like once. I think he actually beat. Killen and Swiss, and then he lost twice in the group to Killen. And Killen had like the worst lineup for Fibonacci in the it's... entire tournament. He beats him once in Swiss, loses twice to him in groups, and doesn't make it, and beats everybody else in the competition. Like, that's just crazy. That That's where it hurts, man. It's like, you didn't even care about winning the rest. <laughs> you just, or it felt like that. Obviously, Killen did well, but. Um... I, wait, did he? Yeah, he did, right? Um, so, but that's pretty. It hurts a lot whenever you know this type of strategy is basically promoted or allowed, right? And and that that ends up happening because you do want to get past round one. I mean, you have to get past round one. So, you know, giving yourself the best chance to do that is generally what a lot of people you know will do, right? Um, but are you satisfied with getting like if you get out of groups, if you like manage to snipe your first opponent? while bringing bad decks you snipe him game one you win you lose this match he wins his like right uh in the you lose in the winner's match he loses he wins his loser's match blah 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 you anyways him you face yeah. him again you beat him again you get out of groups you still have a shitty lineup you face somebody from another group you lose again you're top eight like at this tournament sure top eight is great because it gives you extra money and extra point but what counted at this tournament was top four yeah and not getting top four is a disappointment to everybody who who came because everybody just wants to be top four and that's it like afterwards yeah. everything is just like icing yeah. on the cake yep that's a good right. point mm -hmm. so the strategy of like beating your first opponent and then possibly being unfavored in your top four mage i guess you can be like all right if i make it to top eight i can just high roll once and then I'll make up for the bad lineup by high rolling, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think, think that's a good average strategy. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of people that brought like Recruit Hunter and Spiteful Druid, maybe even that they actually try to snipe their first opponent? That's I don't think so. Xiao uh, T, yeah. who bought the Spiteful Druid, he was really convinced that that was really a good deck. It did perform well for him. I mean, there's probably but... not much stats on that deck right now, like on the. You know, Wait, did anyone try to snipe then the first opponent? I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not quite sure if Glory tried to snipe me actually. He had, I think, a good lineup. Yeah, he had like a very good lineup against you. Yeah, he had but the cube lock. I'm not even sure. Either. I think it was just his comfort decks. I think that's yeah. just what he he loves to play greedy stuff, and mm -hmm. it just happened to be good against me. I don't think anybody particularly. But it's so weird to know your first opponent. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna wrap up. There's a quick. Uh, there's a couple of questions. One is, are you gonna be? The, are you gonna be at HT Oakland? Actually, for me, 
It's like, no, that's on the opposite side of the country as me. There needs to be an HGT in Florida. And then, like, I'd totally be there. You know, I'd be watching for sure. But there's just never an HGT Orlando or anything like that. But we got to wrap up because these guys have got to get packed. They need to start heading out to Italy. I need to start doing some July 4th stuff soon. So, uh, Bunny Hopper, man, pleasure having you. Again, congrats. And, uh, you know, it was, was, uh, you know, a pleasure to have you on the show today. Any shout outs you want to do before you take off? Mm, I'll do a Twitter post later today where I just okay. congrat, like thank all the people that helped me build my lineup because mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet because it was traveling so far. But uh, yeah, I'll follow people Twitter. that helped me build my <laughs> yeah follow me on Twitter yeah. definitely uh, that's at, at Bunny Hopper. But yeah, I like to shout out uh, especially Kolmari, um, mm-hmm. smaller German player, but he helped us build the lineup and then. Um, of course, Viper and Casey for for practicing and discussion. And then people that helped me practice during the days were like mm, Fino, Boston. Of course, mostly most of everything was Viper, but a little bit on the side was like Fino, uh, Boston, and Miti. They helped me a little bit to practice. Okay, great. Uh, Gar, shout outs? Bigger shout out to Bunny Hopper for being <laughs> on the show. It's super yeah. cool. Like to have the winner like on the show is like the yeah, best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, yeah, this is perfect. Um, everything else, like shout out to the people uh, listening, watching. Shout out to you. It's awesome to be back. <laughs> and see you next time, hopefully. Oh, I have people. one more. <laughs> okay, you want I have more? one more shout out to yeah. Ben Broad for never making my shadow a combo fail. Oh. <laughs> You should have said Ben for allowing Shadow Walk to go through, right? <laughs> Even though he was, you know, worried about it, I guess. I know he doesn't work anymore. Yes, but... yes. We know. We know. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, Gar, are you done with shout outs? I wasn't sure if we were. No, I'm, I'm good. Okay, cool. And uh, I'll round things out. Give a shout out to all the folks that are watching, obviously, on this holiday. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Um, you can find the VOD on youtube.com slash chamiamv and I'm going to fix the audios too just in case like we were like off a little bit today so you can uh, watch it uh, you know there with with very even audio there and then you can uh, obviously find us on audio channels too like iTunes and uh, Google Play and soundcloud.com slash chamiamv and and, uh, Spotify too now so you can look us up value time on Spotify and and add it to your playlist if you'd like that actually one one, one shout out shout out to my Instagram garbage shaman Oh, I always put pictures of behind the scenes. Oh, Gara Shaman. Are Gara yeah. Best Shaman or just Gara Shaman? Gara Shaman everywhere. Okay. YouTube, Twitter, us.fm, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay, and yeah. Google follow Plus. Me, follow the show's Twitter, ValueTimesGG. Uh, oh, and HSReplay.net, <laughs> of course. ValueTimes is the HSReplay.net uh, show, too. So get your, get your stats there. Check it out. And uh, that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Bunny Hopper Gara and myself, Chamin B, we'll see you next time. Yeah.